Hi, I'm Cassie. And I'm Mariah. And this is the Cassie and Mariah Show, a podcast where two long-distance internet friends, that's us, discuss navigating their 20s through disability and chronic illness. Mariah, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> um, it's going good. I had some markets this past week, um, which were very nice to do. We're, like, super busy, but, you know, sometimes I just think... My idea is, like, getting out of the house, if I make my table back, and then some, I'm fine. Like, things are okay, because I made more money at the market when, than I would have if I just sat at home. So, it's always a plus. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I'm going to Disney in a, about, I think with the countdowns, I got 10 days right now. Whoa. Um, so, I did have my appointment with, uh, it's called DAS, D-A-S, the Disney Accessibility Services, and they kind of help you, like, navigate, like, what's the best way that they can, that you can enjoy your experience at the park as a disabled person. Um, I didn't really have that much high expectations, as you do, I feel like, you know, going into a lot of these, like, new spaces now, and with, like, you know, uh, accessibility services, sometimes, like, it's, like, the bars on the floor, and I kind of thought it was going to be like that, just having low expectations going in. I, um, but then when I actually made my appointment and I talked to the person, which was a video chat call, which I liked a lot more than having a phone call, um, I explained to her what I was looking for, what I needed because of like, you know, doing my, dealing with chronic pain. It's like, I have, I cannot stand for long periods of time. I get severely dehydrated when I'm also in the heat as well. Um, and I just find like, you know, even with, like, my POTS, like, symptoms of having, you know, to be standing for a long time when the blood pools at the bottom of your feet and none in your head, you have a high possibility of, like, fainting. And I just, you know, the Florida heat is not going to be what, you know, it's like I know Ron DeSantis can fix it, but he's not. And, of course, he's going to turn up the dial once I enter the Orlando airport. But uh, I, um, you know, I had the call with the, the, you know, the accessibility services and, they are, like, a lot more accommodating than I thought they were going to be, which I really appreciated. Um, they are able to, um, I, I'm able to, like, book the, what they're called as, like, lightning lanes. So, it's, like, the lanes that you would initially pay for when you go to Disney. But, like, because I can use the accessibility services, I don't really have to pay for them. And I would just be able to walk on the rides, essentially. Um, or wait, you know, the 10 to 15 minutes that you would in that lane. Um... So I was like, oh, great, cool. And I was able to connect everything through, like, my Disney app on my phone, which connects to, like, the wristband that I'm going to be using, like, the magic band throughout the parks. Um, They also have a bunch of, like, guest relation tents around the park. So if I needed to check in with somebody or I needed to talk to somebody, like, they're able to, uh, you know, I'm able to find someone a lot easier. You know, usually because, like, I was assuming, like, guest relations, like, there'd be, like, a booth in the front of the park and that's it. Whereas, no, it's like they have multiple tents throughout the park. Um, And also, like, you can, you know, you can obviously get, like, a wheelchair you need to or, like, a power chair while you're there as well. So I was like, okay, that's good to know that I can, like, ask them with the guest relations if I really feel like I need one that day. Um, I was able to get, like, I mean, this is not including with the desk, but, like, I got my doctor's notes for my flight and stuff for, um, you know, going down there and coming home, making sure I could bring my nebulizer with me, my medications and stuff like that, which... I think as time has gone on, it's been a few years since I've flown. I think 2016 was the last time I was on a plane. Um, I was a bit worried about, like, things with my nebulizer or, or, like, bottles of medication not having my name on them and stuff. So, um, you know, I was able to, like, sort a lot of that stuff out and I'm able to, like, bring pretty much everything that I need. And 
Um, most people don't have issues going through the airport anymore with medication, so I'm hoping that's like a smooth trip with that. Um, I'm excited to talk more about the DAS services after I go to the park and, you know, utilize them for what they are. But, um, yeah, I'm like grateful that they are a lot more in depth than I thought they were going to be, you know, cause like we've said, sometimes you're like, can't get your hopes up. Cause if like a disabled person didn't put this together, who knows what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to hear that. Like you're able to like get it all figured out in advance too, because that's the worst part about accessibility stuff is having to wait and not know and not know what to expect yeah. and not feel prepared and so it's nice that you actually get to talk one-on-one with somebody and, like, get it all figured out. Yeah, because, like, I think prior to 2020, the um, the only accessibility services you could get are the day of when you go to that park. You could oh. not book anything or talk to anybody beforehand. Yeah, so that would be something that I'd be worried about is having to take time out of the day at the park to make these accommodations and to talk to somebody because... You know, when you're in an area like Disney, like, there's constantly things happening that you'd be missing out on if you had to go talk to somebody at the guest relations booth, like, once you get there. But, anyway, Cassie, how was your week? What have you been up to? Um, not much, not much. Mostly just school stuff. Uh, Friday was the Portland Youth Climate Strike, so I went to that, um marched through portland listened to a bunch of speeches um it was you know it was very nice a lot of um a lot of the people who are younger than me who i've been organizing with over the past few years like this was like kind of the last climate strike before a lot of them go off to college and gap years a lot of them are going out of state so um it was kind of emo you know (laughs) because i'm like you're all leaving me (laughs) just kidding i'm very excited for them to all go off and do whatever it is they're gonna do um uh and then today um this morning i went to portland for my friend's birthday celebration and it was croissant themed, which was yes, pretty incredible. I I'm not somebody. I I don't feel very versed in baked goods. I'm gonna be honest. I think <laughs> it's definitely a symptom of not living close to the city. So like, there's just not a ton of small businesses directly in my area. Like, you know, mostly we just go to the grocery store and that's it. So most baked goods I'm used to eating are ones that are either at social gatherings or just, you know, boxed cake mix, boxed brownie, you know, nothing special. And so, um, so yeah, it was like most people who came brought a box of assorted baked goods, usually featuring at least one croissant, uh, from various, uh, local bakeries. And it was very fun because somehow nobody managed to get from the same place and even the one that it was technically the same place they got them from different locations and so you know obviously we took this whole thing very seriously we all took notes on our phones we all had rankings we did rank choice voting it was (laughs) a whole thing and it was just the most delightful way to spend my sunday um and also like yesterday it had been actually kind of warm outside and then it got really humid because it was going to rain. But today it's back to being like kind of, 
cold and rainy, but a normal amount of cold, because lately it's been, like, 40s and raining. Today it was, like, 55 and raining to me. Well, and it was, like, mostly cloudy. It was mostly not raining, and to me, that's, like, a perfect spring day, like, compared to what we, because we've really kind of still just been having winter weather, and so, like, you combine, like, baked goods with a perfect spring day and a very it was the most quiet chill bus ride there like I just listened to my audiobook it was it was perfect and I deserved that (laughs) yes oh my god what a lovely day it was delightful name a good croissant what croissant did you like so the thing is my favorite item was not in fact a croissant but and I still kind of don't fully know what it was but it looked like a cinnamon roll but instead of being cinnamon roll e it was nutella it was amazing um i also had like i don't know there was an almond croissant that changed my life there was uh (laughs) there was like uh, some sort of donut that that i've never tasted a fresher donut ever um There was, I, the thing is, I feel like now I'm, like, on the come down, because it was at a brewery, and I don't drink, so I had a, like, a can of root beer, and so between all the baked goods and the root beer, I feel like, as we speak, I'm coming down off the sugar high, and I'm like, <laughs> mm, I could use a nap right now, but, um, alas, I, I, I'm here, I'm alive, I promise. <laughs> oh, I love that. That sounds delicious. Oh, that sounds so good. So today's episode uh, is a concept that we both came up with that's kind of this like catch-all like kind of we're going to talk about anything that really doesn't like we don't have enough information to talk about between the two of us for a whole episode about but like it's enough stuff where you know we can all fit into little pieces of you know an episode so it's called a junk drawer. The junk drawer ideology is that, you know, when you're cleaning the junk drawer that's in your house, you know, whether it's in your room, kitchen, whatever, you come across things that you can dispose of quickly, like lip balms, pieces of paper, or just kind of like random garbage. But then you come across things that you linger on a little bit longer because they either have memories associated with them or they're just pretty like sentimental in that way. So some topics that we cover in this episode are going to be like garbage and some of them are going to be more like thought-provoking and kind of get you in your feels a little bit. So Cassie, because we're talking about junk drawers, you got to explain, where's your junk drawer and what's in it? So my junk drawer is less exciting than it used to be because I did recently clean it out a little bit um, because, you know, literally, as you do, you occasionally clean out your junk drawer. Yes. Um, mine currently lives in the middle bottom drawer under my desk. I have these, like, plastic, just, like... I don't know, what is that brand, like, Sterilite or whatever that just makes all Yeah, the... like, organizers. Yeah, so I have, like, three sets of those drawers, and so one of them at the bottom, because I don't need to get to it very often, is, uh, is my junk drawer. And right now, it mostly just has, like, stickers, so, like, stickers that I would put on, like, the outside of my planner or water bottle or whatever, uh, business cards film and film camera batteries, letters to myself, because every New Year's um, Eve, I have a tradition of writing myself a letter to myself a year ago, and then myself a year from now, and so then I read the one that I wrote myself a year ago, and write myself, et cetera, et cetera, so those live down there, except for I have them in this little, like, 
I don't know, like tin Christmas container thing that's very small that I think I got a gift card in one time or something. And uh, the folded up pieces of paper are starting to push the lid open. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to have to figure out something else. And then I also just have stuff like I have like extra light bulbs for the Christmas lights that I have around my room. I think I have some like very miniature uh, paper or not paper clips, but, like, clothespins, because my friend, like, gave me this, like, wooden frame that has, like, uh, chicken wire uh, to, like, be able to hang pictures on and stuff, and so there's specifically, Mm -hmm. like, mini clothespins to help attach pictures and stuff, so um, that's that's my junk drawer. It's not as trashy as it used to be. If, If this had been recorded a couple months ago, there'd be like multiple fidget spinners in there but uh, <laughs> I decided to part with them <laughs> wow you should have sent them to me oh my god I mean I really thought about I was like mm, I could I could use these but uh I decided to to move on I I have my emotional support pencil that I fidget with <laughs> I love it where's your junk drawer so my junk drawer is uh on the or in the side table that's next to my bed um I have a little like white nightstand that has a drawer and then it has this like opening on the bottom where you can put like little you know like a basket of shit in there so um my junk drawer currently has I haven't cleaned mine out I haven't cleaned out in a while so we're, we have they ever we have everything in there it's everything but the bagel <laughs> in the junk drawer <laughs> um so I have I'm not even kidding at least 15 lip balms I'm a <laughs> lip balm uh, fanatic I cannot get enough um so I have like my bunch of different glossier ones bunch of different like tube ones you know you know the whole drill I have my floss in there because I floss before I go to bed uh sometimes sorry my dentist um I have my retainer in there that I also don't wear again I'm sorry my dentist (laughs) uh I have magic the gathering playing cards which not kidding haven't touched them since I was in high school um a friend gave them to me and I just keep them in there because I don't really know where to put them anywhere else they don't take up a lot of room because I have them in like the little like plastic case they come in I have various medications um because some of them I just reach for in the morning when I take them I keep a journal in there that's like my writer's journal like when I was trying to do my like three pages a day like I keep it there because I'm like oh I'll grab it if I actually want to write um I keep like my o2 meter it's that little like finger like clam thing that goes on your finger I keep that in there because I kind of feel like it's a good place to have it because I sometimes I need it um I have a gua sha tool in there because like sometimes when I before bed I'll you know use that on my face um, I have a manicure tool set because I always break my fingernails. Uh, I don't know why they just become a little weak sometimes and then I have to clip them and then I, I need the clipper right there. I have a bunch of hair clips because that's where I keep my hair stuff. I don't know why. Although I have I have a tote bag in my closet that has all my headbands and scrunchies in it. I should probably just put my hair clips in there. Um, I currently have a chocolate bar there. I do have to say I did... I eat half of it last night so the chocolate bar will probably be gone by the end of today when I eat the other half um and yeah I'm sure I can name a hundred other things in there I actually have a small container that has silly bands in there too <gasps> <laughs> uh they just sit in there because again why am I gonna throw it out it ain't broke if it's not broke don't fix it so <laughs> facts my junk oh my truly God. is junk I that brings me so much joy though because I'm mine's almost a normal drawer <laughs> you know but you have to mine's more of a miscellaneous drawer than it is 
junk. It's a little disappointing. Um, so I'm glad you could pull through out of oh, the yeah. two of us, you know. I got you. My junk drawer can be yours, too. Well, our first category, because it just so happened that we've had a running list of junk drawer topics, but uh, we broke them down into two categories today. Are you ready, folks? Uh, food and crushes. We don't know why it turned out this way. It just did, so whatever. <laughs> um, the first thing that we've been dying, dying to tell you all, is that East Coast and West Coast butter are different. Yes, unfortunately, because I will never, you know, I, I will never be able to buy West Coast butter in any grocery stores. East Coast butter is long, and it has more of a yellow uh, color to it, um, whereas west coast butter is like a shorter stubbier rectangle and is a little bit wider um i'm just fascinated because i never question i don't even remember how we discovered this but i just always when i picture a stick of butter i picture east coast butter i don't picture west coast butter which is bizarre um but it's the truth it's it's the butter fact of the day. You know, you know why I think? Because East Coast butter is more represented in society than West Coast butter. Because East Coast <laughs> butter, the butter emoji is East Coast butter. Oh. When you see, I don't know if you've ever got ads on TV for butter, but we if you got an ad on TV for like Land Lakes butter, yes. that's East Coast butter. Yeah. Whoa. So maybe East Coast butter just like is the stronger of the two, you know? We have to see we have to talk to people from the Midwest to see like where does the butter like transition into West Coast butter? <laughs> like, you know, if there's a graph if we have a graph of the US and you have like the, the East Coast is like the darker side, so it's like the butter from you know, the, the yellow butter, the West Coast is a whiter side, like where does the gradient fall? How do I convince the people in my group final project for my mapping class that this is the question we need to address? <laughs> Please. <laughs> and then it's podcast um, research. You know, one of one of my biggest gripes <laughs> with you <laughs> is that uh, East Coast people be saying I, I can't even I can't even give an example because when you say it it sounds so fucked up to me. <laughs> um, pretend you're talking about uh, Disneyland or I don't know. Give give a give an, give a sentence for the people. I'm so scared. I'm getting flustered right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, when I go to Disney, when we, you know, get online for a ride and have to wait on that said line, Cassie, what makes you upset about that sentence? I don't understand. You wait in line. <laughs> It makes sense waiting in line because you're it's a line. There's other people there and you are in that line with them. Here's the thing. I think the thing that bothers me so much is that it sounds like online, like the Internet. Yeah. And especially as somebody who's not used to hearing it, I'm just always it literally feels like I'm hearing a different language and misunderstanding it. I'm like shocked <laughs> every time. Here's my debate, right? Because, like, okay, in the instance of using Disney World again, there's two separate lines for rides in Disney, right? So when you get into a line, you're in a line. So you're technically standing on line because you're on that line. 
Whereas like inline, inline I think makes sense if you are like waiting for, I mean, I don't even know if it makes sense. If you're waiting for food like at a restaurant or you're waiting to order and you're standing like in line with the other people because you're, you know, you're going to the same point. But you're in line at Disneyland. <laughs> but you're standing in the line queue. So it's on the line. I, Checkmate. I, I win. <laughs> I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> I guess that's where we leave it. What's what's your uh, gripe with me? Um, what's my gripe with you is that you say pop instead of soda, which I know is a huge thing. People think they oh blah 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 pop you know soda the whole versus who wins, but you say it and you don't even know you say it, and that's I what, don't like, know that I say it. It's interesting to me because you say like oh I'll have a pop, and I'm like a pop. Like, you'll have a soda. <laughs> I I genuinely don't know because in my mind, I'm always referring to it as the actual name of the drink. And so I just don't even notice. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe we'll overcome our differences and stay friends. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are the two uniting, the East Coast and the West Coast. So another food topic that falls under, you know, in our junk drawer is what's your take on mustard? Is it overrated or underrated in terms of being a condiment? It's underrated. It's just the facts. Every time that I eat, the I pretty much the only time that I eat mustard with something is with a veggie corn dog. And every time I'm like, God damn, that's good. Or I will occasionally have it on a grilled cheese and I'm like, damn, that's good. Um, I mean, I guess I do also have it, like, if I make, like, a burger or, like, a chicken sandwich. That every, anytime I refer to meat, know that I am not referring to real meat here, people. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm shoving it down your throat that I'm a vegetarian. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Um, but, like, the time that I really notice it is, like, if I'm actually using it as, like, a dip. Um that's it yeah mustard's underrated i also think mustard is underrated but i have mustard with anything i possibly can have it with oh so i don't really think that it's like i have no i have i don't know what would make it overrated like maybe maybe my habit of eating mustard is overrated because i have it with a lot of things that's shocking to me i've never heard of somebody eating mustard with like a lot of things so i'll put mustard on a sandwich I'll put mustard on a sandwich if I do, like, cheese and turkey mustard. Or, like, the goat is provolone cheese with salami with yellow mustard on toasted multigrain bread. That sounds phenomenal. But, like, do you ever use it as a dip for anything? I think that's where I was getting at here. I use mustard with, like, chicken tenders if I get chicken tenders. Um... I use mustard. I mean, some... What else? I, I mean, like, I'll eat mustard with, like, tater tots sometimes, which that's wow. problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy honey mustard. I like honey mustard, but oh, it's very... Fuck, it can't be yeah. too sweet. I don't like it when it's too sweet. I think honey mustard is just rated, though. Yeah. I, I think yeah, people know. People know the good... People know. <laughs> people know what's good with honey mustard. I like spicy brown mustard. That's another good one. But, yeah, I put mustard on sandwiches. I haven't had it on a grilled cheese, so that's interesting. But I'm a fan of mustard. We like I like mustard more than I like ketchup. <gasps> and there you have it, folks. There um, you have it, guys. All right, here's a hill I'd like to die on. Um, Reese's Shapes. 
infinitely superior to cups, but let me clarify this. Because Reese's, in recent years, and by recent I mean maybe the last ten, um, has come out with fucking blobs. I am not referring to the blobs. Fuck the blobs. They are greasy piles of dog shit. I'm referring to the kind that are uniform in shape. Everyone is the same. Um, I, I wish I knew how to... Uh, oh, I know how to describe this too. They are almost always in foil as opposed to being in the orange tear open package. They're in foil because they are all uniformly created and they have a harder shell to them instead of being a big greasy blob. And, um, and so I haven't found them in years because I didn't know that's what I was seeking out. I had this memory from like 15 years ago of having the best peanut butter shape of my life. And <laughs> I've been, I had been searching for that forever since. And then my mom had gotten a bag of Reese's Hearts around Valentine's Day. And they were the foil ones in the, ra- and I bit into it and I said, oh my God, we have found them. Uh, because it is just so superior because the chocolate is a hard chocolate shell it's a better chocolate to peanut butter ratio the the peanut butter inside is creamier instead of grainy i that's that's all i have to say so i agree with that in the sense that like the heart-shaped ones the harder shell ones like i've had like this past easter i've had like the rabbit with the chocolate on the inside in the foil the foil Ooh. ones, I guess because the chocolate is so much thicker, whereas, like, the blobs you're talking about, like, the Christmas trees, the the Reese's eggs, the Reese's pumpkins, those, I will eat them only if they're refrigerated or frozen, because then they're not oh. greasy. But oh. it's a thin layer of chocolate on the top, which mm-hmm. that's I get, because then it's like, you bite into it, and it's so much peanut butter. It's a very alarming amount of peanut butter. Um... So I like the hearts, the rabbits. I do like Reese's peanut butter cups. I even will go to say that I like the Reese's mini cups, the cups that are in the the orange sealable bag that you get at like a CVS. I very much enjoy those. I will snack on those forever. Do those ones, because I feel like there's a couple different ways they package them. Are those ones unwrapped or are they? They're unwrapped. Okay, yeah. Because they're little. They're, they're smaller than the mini cup. Like, they're the mini, mini cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really fascinated by your refrigerator or freezer thing, though. I think that does help account for the, the greasiness. I just think, yeah, I think that any peanut butter cup that the chocolate has a snap to it, you know, a, a crunch, yes. you know. Crunch life-changing it is i agree i'm a big fan of peanut butter cups cassie let's get to it i mean the people want to know the people are dying to listen to the crushes they're like shut the fuck up on? about peanut butter cups no i get I, on man, to I see the you, check, you checked it off the checklist and i assumed that we're done and i know we're gonna dive right into the crushes and you know what they say. Let's preference this. <laughs> We're going to preface this segment with a very general statement. I even said we should put this on tote bags. We should put this on t-shirts. This should be on reusable water bottles. The statement is, if he listens, it's his fault. <laughs> I literally <laughs> tattooed on my body. <laughs> inside a little heart inside a heart cassie give me a rundown celebrity crushes get into it all right so milo ventimiglia chad michael murray adam scott 
do I have any concept of why these are all 40-year-old men? No. Um, also, to be fair, though, a lot of it is because of their younger selves. True. In particular, like, Chad My- Michael Murray, like, in A Cinderella Story. Yes. Uh, but also, I will watch anything he's... I, I'm blanking on whatever else he's been in, but, like, I, if he's in it, I'm clicking it. I'm he's in it. One Tree Hill. Oh, yeah. I watched that exclusively because of him. Okay. I believe that. <laughs> uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. I mean, that was obviously Gilmore Girls. Um, I feel like I've seen him in other things, though. I haven't finished watching This Is Us, though. Um, can't remember what else he's in. Adam Scott was when I watched Parks and Rec, but also... Oof. Um, the thing is, I will take whatever man the YouTube algorithm serves me up with, like, a late-night talk show interview. Yes. I will just click on it. I will not watch their stuff. I will know nothing about them. (laughs) I just click. I like what I see. Bada-bing, bada-boom. That's it. Your 24-hour infatuation with Andy Samberg was very interesting to me. (gasps) Oh, that one. Yeah. No, that was, that was, that was that was a great time i really enjoyed that and you know on on my side i have milo ventimiglia but on your side you <laughs> appear to be taking a uh, i i, I it, it appears we have a team jess versus team dean situation here except that we both hate all of rory gilmore's boyfriends um and this Thanks. is unrelated we like to say that we're a team uh lane and dave facts end game they were end game you know, we're supposed to be end game. So, okay, when I watched Gilmore Girls last year for the first time, I was very obsessed with Jared Padalecki um, portraying Dean, you know. I don't know what it is. He had that very, like, golden retriever, puppy dog boyfriend mentality in the beginning. And then he went sour. He got sour like some grapes. And I was not a fan after that. I was not a fan when he cheated on his wife with Rory Uh, I was not a fan when he just kind of made, like, every problem in his life, uh, you know, having to do it, Rory, things like that. He just turned out to be a real shit boyfriend. Sorry, but it's real. Um, So I liked him for how he looked. Although, like, when we, you know, when he was in his, like, soon-to-be-divorced man era, he did not, I don't know, the hair did not, I don't know what happened. The, The bangs were too long. I think I've actually blocked out what he looks like. I just know that it's not good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, and, and there wasn't, like, enough, like, okay, because, like, so after I watched Gilmore Girls, I didn't, I never finished, but, like, when I couldn't get enough of Jared Padalecki, I started uh, Supernatural, which led me to like Jared even more, because him and Jensen Ackles, who plays Dean, um, in the first season of Supernatural, were, like, they're so cute, like, they're just very, like, quirked-up white boys, like, type of vibe, and I was just into it. What can I say? It was a spooky show, and they had two cute boys in the center of it. Like, I guess that that's what I really liked. You know what I think it was, though, about the Jared Padalecki pre-divorcing his wife and Gilmore Girls thing, though? I think it's because I was so disappointed in him that then I associated his appearance with his personality, like his personality and life situation became so ugly in that moment that it didn't matter what he looked like because 
I hated him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he was rough. And when him and Rory dated after he got a divorce, it was even weirder. It was uncomfortable. Like, oh, yeah. It was very, like, the town hates this guy. You know, she had the whole public, Lindsay had the whole public stun of throwing the shit out, you know, the window. It's like, how could you like this guy? Which, you know, he only left the show due to the fact that he got the role in Supernatural. So who even would have known what happened, you know, after, if he never got the Supernatural role, you know, we don't know what would have happened. Um, but Jensen Ackles, like, he was in the most recent season of the show, The Boys, um, which I hate to say it, it's on Amazon Prime. I did use another person's Amazon Prime account to watch it, so I did not use any of my own money. Um, I liked him in that. He has that very rugged, like, I do think he leans more of the side of being a 40-year-old man, so, like, it could weathered. be that. We love, we love the weathered look. <laughs> um... So I very much enjoyed him and Super... Both of them and Supernatural are very... I, I don't know. They just have this very, like, silly but serious, pre like, presence about them. Speaking of weathered men, Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. I will die on this hill. I love him. <laughs> he is not... I don't know. He's, like, Aaron Paul's portrayal, portrayal of, like, um, Todd from Bojack Horseman and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad are like two of my favorite characters that I've ever watched on a television show. They're very much the same character though in a way, like a very like kind of like drifter vibe, like not really knowing what they're doing with their life type of thing. Like I I just enjoyed that. I don't know why. But so Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman was kind of just like this, like, I don't know, without the drug use and without the cooking meth and stuff, like, I think he had potential. <laughs> um, big fan of him. I guess I also just, like, liked his, uh, I, I just liked how he acted. I don't know. He was just a good one. Speaking of BoJack Horseman, I really liked Will Arnett. I hate to say it, I don't know if it's because he voiced BoJack Horseman, the, you know, the, the horse. I don't know. I meant to talk about this in our Comfort Media episode, but I'm glad I'm talking about it here. Anthropomorphic like, characters, like, you know, it's a horse, but it's, like, human characteristics. I don't know. Into it. Maybe that's a crush within itself. Maybe it's something I need to talk about in therapy. Who knows? But I am a big fan of Will Arnett. And again, with the Reese's, he does the Reese's commercials. So you know when a Reese's commercial comes oh. on, I'm sat. I'm seated. I'm ready to hear him <laughs> in his 30 seconds talking. And then I move on with my day as if nothing happened. So big fan of Will Arnett. We love you out here. But Adam Scott, I'm also a huge fan of. So I do agree with your uh, infatuation with Adam Scott. In Parks and Rec, he was just the perfect nerd. I mean, he cried over getting the Game of Thrones sword chair. Amazing. Where do I begin? Uh, when it comes to the concept of Twitter crushes, I, just internet crushes in general, they are a different breed. Because here's the thing. I don't care if I know you in real life. Having a Twitter crush is not the same thing as having a crush. It's like it falls into the same category, not the same category, but like how having a celebrity crush does not mean you actually have feelings for this person. Like having a Twitter crush is its whole own vibe, its whole own experience. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, having a crush on somebody based on what they post on the internet it's like kind of a parasocial relationship it's kind of just like this custom feed that you're it's you know it's like how people say it's like 
their like social media account or whatever is just their highlight reel or whatever um you know it's not you have no actual real concept of what they're actually like and so you have enough distance removed from them that it's fun to have a crush on them until they give you the ick yes Cassie, can you explain to us what the ick is? What does it mean? The ick? I don't... It's just whatever the one random thing that comes up is that you go, oh, yeah, no, maybe I'm not... Maybe it's not fun to have a crush on you. Maybe I'm not attracted to you at all, actually. Maybe you actually really annoy me. Um, Which is not exclusive. It's not exclusive to internet crushes, but... No, I think having Twitter crushes is, is really fun. I've had several. If you're listening, just kidding. None of you know who you are. Uh, you'll never know. Um, I only know. I just deeply believe that liking tweets is flirting. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> but also I've looked at all of your likes. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that for me it's definitely yeah because like parasocial relationships are something that I feel like I've always a bit like struggled with in a way um I guess because like you know a lot of times you're you're just exposed to so many people online and a lot of people are like you more than the people you are around you are like you Mm. so you know I was very uh I, I had a hard time you know coming to terms with some things like that especially when I was younger but anyway you know and I also think because too is like like you said about having a custom feed of these people it's like you can just, like, look up anything about this person. You can look at the people that they interact with. You can look at what their likes, their retweets, who they follow. It's like you can kind of, like, make your own assumption and you make your own judgments on these people without actually talking to them at all. Like, you could have yes. no interaction with them on Twitter other than likes, you know, here and there and things like that. In fact, the less interaction, the better. <laughs> yeah, because they don't ruin it for you. <laughs> yes. So, you know, because, like, if I have a Twitter crush, first place I'm going is their likes. What are you into? I also want to know, like, you know, what are, like, politically, where do you fall? Because I cannot develop a crush for a Republican. I draw the line in the sand. So, you know, when you look at their likes or you look at, you know, places like, I don't want to say where they live. Because, like, you don't get, like, a good idea unless you, like, know they live in your state, things like that. Or, like, if you know of them in person, you know, and online. But, um, you kind of just get a vibe for, like, the person that they are without interacting with them at all. And, like, I definitely developed a bit, like, of a crushes in a way of, like, guys I've talked to on dating apps. But, like, I have done – there are some times where I will find out information about them and I will do a deep dive on, on Google and I will find everything. I will find your family's history. I will find, like, the type of job that you work at before you tell me, like <laughs> – I am, I'll get into it. I don't care because I want to know what I'm getting into. I want to know who I have a crush on. People are listening to this and calling the cops. (laughs) 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 Um, But no, literally anytime I find anyone even remotely attractive, I am Googling their entire life. Um, Please don't call the cops. We are just normal people. This is normal behavior. Um... Yada yada yada. We're not. Gonna, In fact, <laughs> I've gotten to anything. the. I actually, you know what? The internet's ruined me so much that I actually get kind of annoyed when people like aren't online enough and I can't find anything yes. on them. I'm like, how am I supposed to know if it's valid for me to have a crush on you? What if you're old? Or like, you know, when people don't have enough like photos of themselves or like what they do and, and things like that. How like, am I, I supposed to face. tell my friends? <laughs> 
How am I supposed to have you appear in my dreams if I can't see what you look like? <laughs> How am I supposed to tell my friends? <laughs> it's, the thing is, it's just funny because I think it just goes to show we don't want to have crushes on actual people that, that could yeah. potentially, like, we don't want to interact with them. We don't want to, the more unrealistic, the better. Because having a crush and wanting a relationship are not the same things. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I literally have said that I have crushes on video game characters. Like, that's not real. You have a crush on somebody, and it's just something to keep your brain occupied for a while. Yes. It's like the fidget sprinter of your brain. Yeah. Like, oh. you're just... <laughs> if, if I had a senior quote, <laughs> all my crushes are just fidget spinners for my brain. Damn. <laughs> Cassie, but what are some things I give you that... Name a few. What's something that someone can do that makes you go, eh, nope. Oh, God. This is... This... I... Where do I begin? <laughs> but also, mine are so niche, I feel like. Um, people who live in Clackamas County, so that's where I live, um, complain about how awful it is, but don't do anything to try to help change it. I think this is because, like, to me, it's like I could never be attracted to somebody who didn't believe that, like, it's possible for, like, the community I'm fighting for to be a better place for people. Like, if you, like, don't inherently believe that, like, that's ugly. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that. But, I mean, like, I'm sure there's people, like, who live here who, like, have valid reasons to, like, be pessimistic. I mean, like, I listen, I, it's not, I, I know it sucks here. Um, and I know that a lot of people have been harmed by things that have happened here, but also... I don't know, people People be talking the talk and not walking the walk, and I'm sick of it. Similarly, though completely different, uh, being politically good on one issue and awful on everything else, that is totally not about transportation Twitter at all. Um, crypto. Um, <laughs> men, men saying they want to go to D.C. with me. Uh, being against fearless transit, lacking class awareness, and oh boy, texting and driving slash irresponsible and dangerous driving. If he listens, it's his fault. <laughs> yes, if he, like, we were reiterating it. We should make merch. We gotta make merch after this episode. <laughs> if the shoe fits, you know, whatever. Live live your damn life. I just, I just won't fall in love with you. It's fine. Uh, but Mariah, what about, what about you? I feel like we have some overlapping icks. Yeah, we got some overlapping icks here. So one of my big icks, which Cassie mentioned, is crypto. You can't sit here and say that you want me to invest in crypto. I'm not. You can't sell it on me. Because, like, I don't know. I also just, like, if you like crypto, fine. But, like, you have to allow other people to, like, they're also, you know, things that fall into that same, like, niche category. Like, if you make fun of girls for, like, astrology, but you are into crypto, it's like, no. Get over yourself. Um, if you have too much money and you have too much time on your hands, you could be doing so much better things with your life. <laughs> so, anyway, um... Another big ick for me is people who are not, like, self-aware of themselves um, are not self-aware of their, like, behavior, especially towards others. Some people just want to be like, I'm broken, and that's it for the rest of their life. It's like, don't you want to get better? Don't you want to see this out in some way? I just want you to feel good about yourself, dude. Like, get there. You can do it. I believe in you. There's one person that believes in you. It's this girl that you talked to on Hinge three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another one that I don't like is listening to problematic, like, artists 
or actors uh, slash comedians. Like when I would see on dating apps like Bumble where it would have like your music taste on there, when people had like 6 9 they had Kanye West, they had like every problematic person under the sun that has been vocal about like being a piece of garbage. Like another thing I don't like that gives me the ick is like love bombing, which that means like someone like showing you like affection, a heavy affection right out the gate. Like when I, mm. another thing like... <laughs> Half my icks are things that I've learned from being on a dating app, so that's why uh, a lot of these are, like, centered around that. But, like, I would have, like, you know, in my dating app profile, I would like that I was into... I would have that I'm into video games, which then led men to be like, oh, my God, you like Legend of Zelda? You like this? You like that? Like, sending you heart emojis and love emojis and, like, wanting to hang out with you really bad. And it's like, you're being weird. Please don't. Like, you have never met me. I'm a stranger to you. I'm a freak. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like, you know, and, and it's just, it, it could be this whole other thing of just like people that want, uh, that show you a lot of affection because they really want your attention and really want to stand out. But they don't realize, again, of like another self-awareness thing, they don't realize how their behavior. So that's a huge thing. Dating apps are also just an ick to me in general because sometimes, like I've said before, men are pathetic. uh this is a huge one for me which i know cassie agrees with people that have peaked in high school and or have their high school in their social media bio four plus years after graduation enough get over with Uh, get it out of there (laughs) i graduated high school in 2015 it's time to let it go. College is different because I know college is like a lot of people's like that's like a, a connection thing you could build with jobs and things like that. But high school, get it out of there. Come on. No one cares that you did football in high school. I'm sorry. No one cares. It's okay. And that's okay. No one cares. Um, but like I get surprised every time I see it. I get surprised every time I see that someone has, you know, their high school in their bio. Are we going to get canceled for all of this? I don't know. If, if, it, we, if we get canceled, it's going to be people that we don't even like. <laughs> you're right you're right the thing is i i feel well i was gonna say that i was like the thing is i'd I'd, i was like maybe i'd be friends with people who are like this i just wouldn't have a crush on them and then i looked at my list again and yeah some of uh mm, so you know some of them maybe we could agree to disagree but a lot of them it's like yeah 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 Yeah, I agree you know because I think like for me you know it's like I could be friends with some people who you know do stuff like this but like I don't really these are just like personal icks for like people that I would want to be in a relationship with like that's really like you know like where it's like friends I, I don't know sometimes friends can be a little different like it's more of just like someone that you're like actually wanting to spend the rest of your life with and like potentially start family with xyz like you have to kind of have some, I don't know, you have to have some type of, like, and it's okay to have, like, icks. I don't know. Like, you're not gonna, like, sometimes I feel like people have broken up for less. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think it, I think it makes sense. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, so a lot of these are related to larger systemic issues, but, um, you know, it's okay, yeah, it's okay to have icks. And also, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like some things, like I could be friends with somebody who's against fearless transit, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them shit about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could be friends with somebody who like doesn't go to therapy, but like, 
I don't want to be in a relationship with you in that type of sector where you're so close to each other all the time. Well, and, like, where you just, it, that would be hard, like, you want the best for somebody. Like what Lord said, everyone wants the best for you, but you gotta want it for yourself. Preach. We realized, you know, that we're not immune to criticism. You know, people have icks about us. And one of them, I hate to say it, one of them is probably the fact that we have a podcast. And that's, a lot of people determine that as being cringe. Oh my god. Are we cringe for having a podcast? I mean, I'm cringe for other things, but, like, I'm also <laughs> cringe for having a podcast. Icks about ourselves. Uh, having a podcast, standing one direction, uh, I, I don't know, it's so hard, you know, we're so flawless, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> there's probably people who have icks now about our icks and they're like shit i can never listen to this podcast ever again they have opinions i mean i feel like the icks about myself would be that i could be really annoying online like constantly tweeting sometimes although i did leave twitter it's been a few days i haven't gone on twitter anyway um an ick that i talk about liking video game characters like i feel like that's very taboo very weird I don't, uh, I mean, like, sometimes I, <laughs> so, I mean, today was the first day I washed my bed sheets, like, in a really long time, so that's an ick. Same. Physically and mentally, um, I, uh, I mean, like, I feel like there's probably definitely other things, but also, like, I don't know, I think I'm also somebody who, like, I don't care too much about other people's opinions of me, because, like, I like myself, like, Same. but like, I like myself in a normal way of just being like, I'm confident with who I am. So like, if you had a problem with me, that's something you literally deal with internally with yourself. Like that has nothing to do with me. That's like you, you know, it's like you, you have some unresolved issues there. Yes. I, what was the other ick I just thought of? Oh, being a vegetarian. I'm sure people are like, oh my God. Hell, even the fact that, mm, mm, for, you know, all the all the Republicans out there uh, who go, oh shit, she, she like believes in climate change. Just kidding. Um, I don't know how often <laughs> I encounter, encounter them. Um, yeah. I would even push it to say that some people's icks about us are the fact that we are still like covid conscious and that we wear masks oh and that we are yeah. uh, vaccine advocates i feel like that's an ick that some people are probably like oh like you really care about that stuff it's like yeah dude i don't want to die <laughs> true that crosses that crosses like political party lines um in terms of like most people most people are over it and are probably annoyed and self-conscious that we still care um and like you said that's a you problem facts so basically we love ourselves and fuck it if you don't <laughs> literally <laughs> apparently like... apparently that's the energy that we have brought back but also, but then all uh, simultaneously, we're like actually just really insecure about the fact that we voiced actual opinions about not liking things, or maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, I get that too. Like sometimes, I mean, like I've always been nervous to like sometimes be honest with people about how I feel and stuff like that, and I think that it's just a whole issue within itself, you know. But um, you know, sometimes like people don't like others that cause like conflict in a way that cause a rift in like the societal fabric. So. 
you know, us not liking certain things that people have also other, that other people have normalized in a way. It's like that, you know, they, they have a problem with that regardless. You tell them, bestie. I might get their ass. Drop an Addy, I'll fight. <laughs> <laughs> Today's ending segment is How Are You Really? So, Cassie, this begs the question How are you really? Life's been a bit of a struggle lately. Um, today, right now, like today, today exclusively, I am, I'm okay. Uh, and I've had a good day, which it's been a minute, and I actually kind of forgot what it was like, uh, which sounds really dramatic, I feel like, but, um, no, it's really nice to have a good day, and to just feel a little bit lighter, and feel like things are under control, because, um, last week I was struggling to even do my homework, because my mental health was struggling so much, um, And, like, I know that, like, the rest of this week and probably parts of next week are still going to be stressful and chaotic and busier than I would like them to be. Um, But I'm trying to just, like, enjoy the fact that despite all of that, like, today is okay. And, like, figure out, I don't know, figure out, I guess, what it is about today. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, like... I feel like I'm constantly trying to figure out, okay, what worked today that I can apply to other days, but, um, I have therapy on Friday, it's just sucks that I scheduled it, like, three weeks ago, and I've had to wait so long, um, but, um, looking forward to that, and just, yeah, I don't know, it's supposed to be nicer weather this week and stuff, so I should be able to get outside with friends more this week, which will be very nice and I will wear sunscreen because on Friday the sun came out for 30 seconds and burned my forehead um absolutely (laughs) embarrassing pretty sure I'm the only person uh ever to get burnt uh just kidding uh not really but um like I I just don't think anybody else who was also there got sunburnt from the 30 seconds of sun I am just shocked and embarrassed but I will wear sunscreen this week um and yeah I don't know I'm just like trying to just enjoy being content um I wish I wasn't dreading the feeling uh being fleeting but uh you know I'm just trying to take things one day at a time and enjoy the fact that I am having a good day yeah baby steps you know allow yourself to be present in the moment exactly how are you really I feel like I'm doing all right. You know, I feel like the last time we had this segment, I was struggling. Um, Happy to play the struggle role today. <laughs> like I've said, someone always has to be uh, the miserable one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the trade-off of being podcast hosts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> ha <Ha-ha>. ha. <laughs> um, you know what it is? I think it's because it's like, I'm just really excited to go to Disney and I think that's the only thing kind of keeping, you know, the glue together in my head. Um, I'm sure when I get back from my trip, I'm going to be devastated. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to come back to the reality that life is brutal and disgusting and terrible. Um, especially as, like, summer comes around and, you know, things like that. I'm just not a summer gal. I'm sorry. I have a June birthday, but I'm just not a summer girl. Um, 
I, you know, and I think the thing is too, is that like whenever I have markets that I talk to other business owners who like help bounce ideas off of and help, uh, you know, come up with like good concepts for one another, things like that. Like, I feel like that just really fills my cup. Like that really just makes things a lot better for me. Um, like this past weekend I was doing like some sales at my vendor table because I just want to get like, I just want to move some more inventory to make room for nicer stuff. So I'm working on like new bracelets for the summer that are giving me a bit more of like a, like a very like, oh, like I'm excited to make this stuff. Where in the past, I almost like dreaded making things for my business because I was just making things to fill it, uh, fill a table and not making things for the pleasure of, you know, crafting and creating. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to making these new bracelets that I've had, um, sitting, you know, I've had the beads for a while. I just wanted to move some of this inventory first. Um, same thing with like, uh, some of the airplane holders I had, I actually got an idea from a friend to do like crystal. So I make like air plant holders. That's like a crystal in the bottom. It's a wire wrap spiral and a plant that sits in the top. Um, I had a, you know, a friend that was like, well, I'm horrible at taking care of plants. So what if you made these, but put dried flowers in them? And I love that idea because I really would, I think they would be beautiful to create a, a crystal on the bottom, like a rose quartz, and then doing like pink and white flowers and making it like a little like art piece, you know, where you can have like different ones for, you know, different settings, things like that. Like I even like the idea of doing like an amethyst crystal with like silver wire and doing like dried lavender buds because then it can be like a sleep and relaxation one. And like that stuff is like what really like invigorates me, I guess, because I also just like the like forest fairy aesthetic. And I really think that that kind of fits into it. Um, and I just want something fresh. I want something fun for the summer. So I think that those are, you know, would be really perfect for me to start working on soon. So if you're listening to this, please, please, please buy a bracelet or an airplane holder <laughs> so I can sell some of these things so I can make new things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I just, I, I, I don't know how I'm feeling, but I just feel like positive in this moment right now. So I love that. Yeah, it's I there's ugh, I love being creatively inspired. That's like such a satisfying feeling. Well, that's a wrap on this week's episode. Be sure to follow the Cassie and Mariah show wherever you listen to podcasts at TCMS pod on Twitter and Instagram and look out for new episodes every Wednesday. Bye. Bye.